Squire Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today, this fine Monday as we record after uh, Halloween? Yeah, no, that's right. It is uh, the day after Halloween. And, you know, it's funny, I had to go to the drugstore today to, to pick up something. Man, I, I didn't even, you know, realize it. But, you know, day after after Halloween, all the candy's on sale, right? And it was, uh, <laughs> it was a, a good opportunity to pick up some more Reese's peanut butter cups. <laughs> yeah. Man, I didn't even think yeah. about it. You know, I guess it's all right to pull, hopefully it's all right to pull the curtain back a little bit. But, um, yeah. you know, you, you've uh, you've had a, a sick a sick youngling here for the last uh, a couple of days. Uh, I tell you, man. And this has been a this has really been something. And with our uh, our friends, I really haven't smoked uh, my pipe or uh, cigars or anything much uh, over the past week. Um, yeah, we started out with a um, uh, our little one, little George, having a really high fever and not diagnosable kind of deal, and so we weren't able to ever really figure out what was up with him. But you know, just really concerned. Anytime you got a six month old baby that, with a fever that Ooh. high, you know. But so you know, I stayed home a couple days with him. But then I woke up one of those days, and and myself, I had this crazy neck pain, and then also vertigo, which I've never had vertigo before uh, in my life. It was wow. this crazy. Uh, uh, you know, rolling seas, you know, you're spinning and all this stuff, a lot of, uh, you know, it just, just wild. I'd never, never experienced that dizziness before like that. That kind of led to nausea and everything. It was, it was, it's been, it's been a tough week. <laughs> so, man, yeah. well, did y'all, did y'all even get out to go trick or treating or were you, did everybody bounce back? We, the, the, the baby did. Yeah. Our, our, our older daughter did. Yeah. My wife took her and I, uh, stayed at home and, and passed out some candy. So, um, yeah, it was, it was okay. It, it, me and the, me and the sick little tiny one were, were at home, uh, <laughs> eating our own Reese's peanut butter cups and, and passing some out to the, the locals. And, uh, at least, at least our older got to go out a little bit. So. Okay. That's good. I mean, now, now I'm envisioning though, the situation of like kids coming to your house, you got crying out in the back and then you're that's, like hunched over like Quasimodo, like exactly here's the candy kid. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that, is, that, like literally, uh, you know, I would open the door and, and, you know, I could tell the, the kids that were, you know, trick or treating, they could hear a, 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 a infant screaming bloody murder, like just a, a few feet away. And, you know, yeah. probably wondering, like, right. you know, should they call the police or <laughs> it's just it's a Halloween <laughs> gag or something? And no, it's just, it's just real life. Uh-huh. <laughs> And you got the you got the pipe smoke billowing out the door, so it like poof, like uh, yeah, like, like, a, like, like a, a fog, fog machine. machine. Really <laughs> open the door, <laughs> it's my cauldron. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. That's that good. Did y'all do uh, Halloween? Did you dress up and all that stuff? Oh yeah, man, we did it a big time. We had a uh, so we we did uh, trick or treats last night. Uh, my wife took the girls around the neighborhood and all that kind of good stuff. We had a thing at the church uh, earlier in the day. Uh, we uh, the the kids dressed up as uh, Captain Marvel and Elsa. And my wife and I went as skeletons. We got like, I got a skeleton shirt. She got a skeleton dress and we kind of painted our face, which was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, it was fun. But I got, I got to make mention of something because we did, uh, we had an awesome Halloween, but uh, right next to our neighborhood, there's kind of a big church that puts on like a a fall festival every single year. And we, we went to it the first year that we moved to Houston. It was a lot of fun. Of course, we didn't go last year because it wasn't on last year, Uh, but we returned this year. And uh, the kids love it, man. They they go all out. They had like the big like like blow up machines, and there's like laser tag and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. 
Uh, but anyway, so I'm, 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 I'm chilling out. I'm hanging out by one of the machines or one of the, uh, the, um, what do you call it? Like the balloon gyms? You know what I'm talking about? You, you're talking about the it, bouncy house thing? Like where, bouncy house. Yeah, that's the that, thing. That deal. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a, the one that makes kids have broken arms. That one. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's it, somehow the kids, I mean, it's a giant balloon and somehow the kids get hurt, but the balloon is fine. Right. <laughs> like I keep expecting the balloon to pop, but it's always the kids that pop. <laughs> anyway, uh, but one way or the other, uh, they were they were in going through that and everything. And uh, man, I got to give a shout out because uh, Joey, who's uh, here in Houston's listener, Country Squire Radio, uh, recognized my voice in my hat and came up and said, uh, said, hey, and uh, we, we uh, had a, a very brief chat as we were kind of uh, wrangling the kids together and everything else. But uh, man, I just wanted to give Joey a shout out and uh, say, man, reach out to the show. We'd love to connect with you here in Houston. But um, yeah, it was uh, always, always fun to meet somebody uh, that is, out, out in the old real world. That is so wild. Joey, uh, man, listener of the, the show. And uh, it, it's interesting. This is not the first time that's, that's happened to you, is it, Bo? Or, you know, someone recognizes your voice and they kind of turn around and look at you and you're like, is that? Is that that guy? <laughs> well, you know, if you ever left your shop, then it would happen to you it too might, much. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Like people know where to get you. They can call you up at any time, oh. but I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm out in the wild. And they, and they generally <laughs> smell me before they hear me, you know? That's <laughs> so. true. That is true. They yeah. just smell me. Is that, is that, is that John David? Yeah. No, I did. I did. I asked him about, you know, I always love whenever I meet somebody, ask him how they found about the show. I think he said the seminary professor turned it on to it, but I'm like, yep, that sounds that about right. That is so appropriate. <laughs> wow. Right. Yeah. Anyway, That's shout great. out to Joey and uh, thanks for saying, uh, thanks for saying, hey, we'd love to connect with you here in Houston. Man, we have got a fun, fun show uh, this week, yeah. but before we dive into it, got to make a major shout out. Uh, to folks who have not yet gotten their Country Squire Radio ring, but are still wanting to do it. Uh, we have got a limited amount available, so if you want to get those in, I know we are right here at the start of November. Uh, so uh, holiday shopping plans, if you've got that special someone who you would like to drop the dollars on for you, you might need to be nudging them a little harder to make sure that you're able to get those rings on. Uh, but we've got the links available at CountrySquireRadio.com. Get your Country Squire Radio ring there. Uh, we're talking Mimo Briar, absolutely personally handcrafted, gorgeous little rings. You're going to want to make sure you got them. I love rocking them. I was actually, it's funny, I meant to uh, wear it at the fall festival. Yeah, yeah. And uh, as soon as I saw Joe, I was like, oh man, I, I could have like showed off the ring, but I didn't have it <laughs> on me at the time. <laughs> but anyway, awesome ring. And uh, yeah, it's uh, go ahead and, and make sure you get yours today. It's a nice piece, man. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, if you're a man that doesn't wear, uh, you know, a lot of jewelry or something, this is, you know, one one little thing that you could have that kind of, I don't know, is nice. It, it sets its self off it's very masculine and it's uh it's a good it's a good piece and it's briar who didn't want briar on their hand it's awesome it's a cool look man when i'm rolling around <laughs> that thing i feel like a rock star it's pretty awesome yep uh man we also got to give a major shout out to our friends at patreon.com slash country squire radio those in the country squire radio international pipe club who are making this show happen uh if you'd like to ensure that we've got country squire radio going strong for the next year head over to patreon.com slash country squire radio and support the show today all right First of all, let me just set up the topic. I'm going to set up the topic first, and then I'm going to kind of set up the show if, if I if I can kind of do it that way. Uh, that that's you you do whatever you want, Bo. <laughs> okay, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> within <I'm> reason. <laughs> Woo! Uh, all right, no, 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 man. We we're, we're we're talking about a subject matter that I think is really really exciting because you know we've referenced it on the show before, but you know you and I really kind of assess the pipe world in that there's kind of two kinds of pipe smokers, right? Or you got your pipe geeks and your tobacco nerds. <laughs> you, got, you, got, you got your kind of pipe-centric people who really kind of love the art form of the pipe. You've got your people who are really into the tobacco. Uh, and one way or the other, 
you could argue there's a spectrum there that, oh, now you like both. Well, yeah. fine. Then you might be a little bit more closer to center. But regardless, there's always kind of something in particular in those two categories that tends to kind of bind the, uh, the, the pipe community as a whole. And man, today we are doing something I really love, which is we're talking about pipes and more specifically pipe carvers. And these are three pipe carvers to watch. Uh, some folks that are doing some really incredible stuff, some people that have got some amazing pieces. And you know, when we were kind of kicking around the idea for this episode, you said there is nobody better to have on this show than Quinn Crawford. Now we've referenced Quinn before and you know, I kind of almost wanted to do it like this. Like, uh, you know, Tim, <laughs> you know, Caleb. <laughs> And, and that's it, right? Those are the only two interns. I, I think so. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're about to know Quinn. Quinn is uh, the, uh, uh, what did he say? He said uh, the intern, the quintessential intern? The No, the Quinn. <laughs> he should have said the quintessential intern. Oh! But- Oh, no, I think you said the quasi intern. Yeah. <laughs> the quasi intern. That's right, man. So uh, we're really, we're really excited. Look, we love Tim and we love Caleb, but hey, maybe third time's the charm. I'm just kidding. We love Tim and Caleb, but we're really excited to bring Quinn on. So, man, should we jump over to our interview with Quinn? Man, let's do it. All right, talking three pipe carvers to watch with Quinn the intern. You know, over the course of uh, Country Squire Radio, as we've mentioned, there have been several, several fine, fine members of the Country Squire team who have been labeled with that most honorable of title of intern. Today, we have got the self-proclaimed quasi-intern, uh, <laughs> Quinn, joining us here on Country Squire Radio. Quinn, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you guys doing? Man, doing great. I know John David uh, is extremely excited to have you here. He's told me like nothing but like good things about you. He's been really kind of like uh, amping up. Oh man, Quinn, like he's got, you know, he's got like this great skill set. He's got this extreme passion for pipes and pipe tobacco. But man, I'm kind of curious, like, you know, where, where did you kind of start your pipe journey? Well, I'm from Jackson, born and raised. I grew up in a kind of a family that did not smoke. So it's kind of like an obscure story, but my grandfather owned a TV shop and he repaired TVs and he had a gentleman work with him named Mr. Bill. Mr. Bill would smoke a pipe while fixing TVs. I grew up around that smell. So when I became of age, I was going to the coffee shop next door. And after I got my cup of coffee, I was like, let me, let me step in here. Uh, Just that smell drew me in. And I went in there and I I think I bought a pipe and some uh, probably Rivendell at that point. This was probably ah. my first blended tobacco to pick up, but that's nice. where I got started. That's awesome. <laughs> and so for that, what, do you remember what that first pipe was? It was a, I'm pretty sure it was a bent apple. I'm pretty sure. Or Ooh. yeah, I think it was a bent apple, uh, black. Uh, it was definitely sandblasted. Um, so I don't have that pipe anymore. It's kind of one I wish I'd, <laughs> I had a lost in a move, but that's that it, that's it happens. Okay. So I got, I'm, I got to ask you like, so, all right, we're talking about like two years ago. Uh, obviously, at this point, the Country Squire is uh, owned by John David Cole. Was was, was he the one that uh, hooked you up, or was it somebody else that was working there at the time? Uh, it was John David. Yeah, John David. John David gave me the gave me the tutorial. Did I do a good job in the tutorial, Quinn? Was it? <laughs> hey, you did a you did a great job. Yeah, yeah better than, <laughs> he, better than he's YouTube. working for you now. He can't he can't answer that honestly. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like, man, don't uh, you know, ask him again off off the uh, off the record. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I just I think it's awesome because I know that, you know, over the course of uh, the show, we've heard so many different listeners talk about their first pipe experiences, both positive and negative. And I know like getting John David to be like, you know, your Obi-Wan kind of coming into this world is like that. That is a uh, that is a rare and unique experience that I think uh, many listeners wish they could have had. So 
why well, hey, i mean one way or the other i mean you're here now so he must have done something right right yeah he, he lured <laughs> me in uh, tobacco jesus <laughs> you, it was blinded by the mane of hair <laughs> man uh, just real quick uh you know to mention just about quinn a little bit he uh you know came on board here a few months ago when our dear friend liz first who was heading up our kind of mail order uh, business and campaign she wound up retiring this year and we wanted to take her position and kind of make it into um, more of a full-time position, something more professional, something that would uh, encompass a whole lot of different uh, what we do at the Squire. And so so Quinn uh, does all our mail orders and, and also email and or web marketing and you know social media presence and things like that. And man, just really thankful for him. So so if you do interact with us at all through you know the Facebook account or uh, Instagram or any of that kind of stuff, there's a there's a really good chance that you're talking to Quinn and he does a does a good job. So anyway, just to just props to him before we get kind of into the meat of it. I want folks to know that uh you know he's a he's a pro at what he does. Well, not only do I hear that you're a pro, Quinn, but I also hear that you're very passionate about uh, pipes, pipe tobacco, that sort of thing. And so we're really excited to have you on to talk about today's topic, which is we're talking specifically about pipe carvers and crafters to watch. Now, this is a really good topic to talk about, especially as we kind of enter into the November season, because here on Country Squire Radio, every single year for the last several years, we've done our best of series. And so, you know, as we kind of gear up to start getting in a lot of those recommendations and nominations from all across uh, the the pipe community. It's good to start thinking not just about what's been out there for, you know, those tied, tried and true, but also who's kind of coming up. Maybe they might not win this coming year. Maybe they might win in a, a future year. But point is, Quinn, you're somebody who's got your, your thumb to the pulse of uh, kind of the, the pipe crafting world. And so, yeah, just really excited to hear who you brought to us today. Well, uh, in true Country Squire fashion, I'm not responsible if I butcher anyone's name. <laughs> We set you up to win there. Well, well, uh, well said, sir. <laughs> I am very heavily involved in like Instagram. I'm always watching different pipe makers and uh, seeing what everybody has and from the estate market to brand new. That's that's my thing. I like to get out there and see what people are doing, see what people are making. So uh, what we're going to do is we're kind of going to go across the across the globe, if you will. Yeah. Uh, my first pipe maker I want to talk about is Satoshi Nato. He's from Japan. He makes Nato pipes. He is from a Kaganawa uh, prefecture of Japan. I tried to get a hold of him, but I couldn't get a get an answer from him how old he was. He seems to be a, a pretty young guy. He started yeah. making pipes professionally around 2017. And since then, he's kind of racked up some awards at Japanese pipe shows. He won the Technical and Design Award in 2019. He won the, a popularity vote in 2019 as well. Let's see. Also, in the, the 14th World Pipe Smoking Championship of Japan, he was number one in the long smoke competition. Uh, so, you know, he's a serious pipe smoker if he can <laughs> win one of those uh, at a very impressive time. It's like two hours. So I was, I was very impressed. I was like, Man, I, could, I don't think I don't think I could do that. <laughs> two hours. What are they smoking? Like a half ounce? That's crazy. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I was I, I wasn't able to find like what they were smoking or anything like that. But I, I saw kind of a roster of people and their hours and uh, it, was, it, was, it was pretty intense. That's impressive. Yeah. You said uh, NATO pipes. How do you spell it? Yeah, N- a-I-T-O, NATO. All right. I actually have one of his uh, pipes. He is very uh, Danish inspired, but he also carries on the Japanese aesthetic and pipe making, which is all about harmony, 
balance portions, but they're also not afraid to push the limits. He does a very beautiful billiards and cutties, uh, as well as elephant foots. And one shape he's particularly known for is called the nightshade. People have affectionately named it NATO shade. If you could just kind of picture almost like a Dublin with a almost a conical feel to it. And sometimes the stem can either be round or even triangle or even like a bulldog diamond shape. But there's always kind of bent, kind of looks like a, a, a lampshade, if you will, yeah. if you face it upside down. His pipes tend to have an old world feel to him with the, he's really very talented in his sandblasting work, just gives it a nice craggy, almost like something you would buy, you know, from the, you know, turn of the century type stuff. Just, it looks, it looks old. I have a, a windshield pipe from him, a nice windshield Levat. It's very beautiful, smokes fantastically. And I think this is someone uh, we need to keep our eye out on as, as he grows in his talent. Like I said, he's very much uh, like many of the Japanese uh, carvers, very uh, Danish inspired. I mean, I'm looking at one of his right now that I've never seen this before, which I know isn't necessarily saying much, but it's (laughs) it's a pipe that that I don't even know how, how to say it. Like past the bowl, there's like a stand, essentially, so that when you lay the when you set the pipe down rather than the bowl facing straight up, you kind of do it so that the stem faces straight up. But the bowl is curved as such that it can kind of volcano off to the side does that does that make sense yeah that makes sense it's, <laughs> i've tried to like to, yeah, that's 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 part of like the you know japanese tradition of making pipes wow. they they're not they're like the danish they're not afraid to push the boundaries you know one of his uh 16th iverson is one of his guys he looks up to he does the Nef- uh, nefertiti pipe again it's a, a cone shape pipe really pushing towards that egyptian you know nefertiti obviously but uh that's something they picked up from 16th iverson so it's it is, very very unique very beautiful pipes that nefertiti uh shape the um the egyptian influence there is i mean you you see it but you don't really know how to describe it like how you know what what, what do you say is an egyptian influence in a pipe and you're like well it just you know looks like something that you'd find inside one of the pyramids but <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to describe but it, it it really does nail it particularly you know drawn to some of his sandblasting too it, it, that that cragginess is is really interesting it, it it frankly is very reminiscent of what you would see in some italian actually carved pipes rustic hand rusticated pipes because of those big pits and gnarls that are kind of evident there so yeah you know it, it'd be interesting to know if he's using briar that just has a, a lot of soft tissue that you know can be you know removed easily with a sandblaster or you know if he's uh, developing some kind of special technique to get these uh, really different striations uh, but it's a it's a deep gnarly sandblast it's really cool looking I, I like it uh, I like it a lot yeah man Nefertiti might be a style we might need to do an episode on at some point but I could probably add a little bit of context for that i mean if you look at like you know kind of the the famed statue of nefertiti the um like if a pipe smoker will look at that statue and her head specifically and say well that looks like a pipe (laughs) like (laughs) like, literally it's the shape of the like the shape of the pipe is the shape of the head of and uh, her kind of crown headdress and even kind of the point of her chin you can kind of see that in a lot of the nefertiti uh (laughs) nefertiti that's interesting yeah Yeah. sorry that's that's a tangent but uh yeah 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 yeah. so nato 
Yeah, Nato, he's definitely someone you should keep an eye out for. I'm pretty sure you can reach out to him. Uh, he does take commissions, but also you can find his work on uh, Tobacco Pipes Japan, and they're really nice people to work with, um, fast shipping. Uh, but his pipes are in the 300 to 400 American range. So they are a little pricey, but again, right now, that's that's really the time to jump on someone who's up and coming because then we may look down the road his pipes be a thousand dollars you know so that's right yeah and this would be some of his earlier earlier work yep that's awesome all right what's up next Uh, up next we're going across the globe to italy Uh, i want to talk about brentagani pipes by maheli brentagani and that's b-r-e-n-t-e-g-a-n-i brentagani pipes also a younger pipe maker age 32 he started making pipes in 2015, and he is from Verona, Italy. And he takes after uh, very much the Italian style, uh, neoclassical, classic shapes, but with a modern take. This guy, he's very interesting in that he is not afraid to experiment. He, I mean, he's using olive, he's using morta, he's using briar, he's using, <laughs> he's using it all. And he's just really well known for his billiard with a uh, pencil shank. He, uh, incredibly thin, uh, beautiful work, uh, horn shape. Uh, he uses a lot of, uh, bamboo and wood accents, uh, just very handsome pipes. I do not own one yet, but I've actually reached out to several people who've owned one and they speak very highly and talk about getting another one <laughs> from this, uh, young, wow. pi- uh, pipe maker from Italy. And uh, I think his pipes are something to look at because they're just very, very beautiful. He's also very good at uh, sandblasting. You'll see some of the sandblasted uh, pieces of uh, olive wood and uh, briar. And it's just very handsome. You know, we've talked about it recently, how, especially in the modern context, it seems like there's a greater appreciation for sandblasting that may not have been there like, I don't know, five, 10 years ago. And I mean, part of that is because, you know, as, as we've kind of expressed the, the way in which that technique can kind of help cover up some imperfections, but at the same time, there's really a value in it, man. There's like a, a beautiful texture in your hand. And then also, I think when you're kind of exposing, you know, kind of what lies beneath the briar, you, you end up with some really amazing creations. And he certainly has them here. Yes. I, also, just on his, you know, he does good at the sandblasting, but his smooth pipes are just really handsome as well. He does a lot of horn shape, which are just very beautiful. The lines are just, you know, seamlessly flow. It's just very beautiful work from him. Looks like he's got yeah. a Bing's favorite in here as well, or something inspired <laughs> by Bing's favorite. Yeah. I, well, yeah. His, uh, that's one thing he's known for is those pencil shanks. He does a pencil shake billiard and apples and it's, it's unreal at how pencil thin he gets, he gets them. And a lot of, that's something that a lot of pipe smokers love is a pencil shank billiard. Yeah. I, I've just taken a look, this uh, specific pipe keeps popping up in some of my, my own little uh, <laughs> research. And of course I'm, I'm salivating over all of them because I see, you know, so many straight uh, billiard style pipes, but uh, man, I'm, this, this one particular pipe, is a bamboo Dublin and um, man, it's, it, I, it, it almost looks, it, first of all, it's very long. It's almost like a, it would be like a mini church warden kind of uh, style where it's probably, you know, seven to 10 inches long. Uh, it appears uh, just from the photos, but 
the bamboo shank on it is just outrageous. I mean, it's it's like something where you almost feel like you would need to touch it with like a cloud <laughs> just to make sure it doesn't doesn't break. It looks really fragile. Like you said, it's impressive that he's able to pull off a, a you know a pipe that is fundamentally sound and you know ready to to be uh, smoked and used, but still look that delicate. It's just uh, just really really something. Yeah, his uh his work is usually around the two hundred fifty to four hundred range. You can find his work on leadpipe.it, uh, which they ship around the world. Um, are awesome people to work with as well. But again, that's for someone who's up and coming. I mean, that's a great price to kind of get in on something that you know from down the road could be way more. Yeah. Quinn, do you, you know, you, I know you do a lot of, um, what do they, what do they say? You're, you're not just a, you, you know, you're not just a, the president. You're also a client kind of thing. Right, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Hair club for men, but like you work in the industry, but you also, you know, really enjoy uh, keeping up with these carvers and, you know, artisans from around the world. What got you into that particularly kind of the, you know, the pipe collecting aspect, the, the part of it where you are, you know, looking out for these cool, pieces worldwide and uh, keeping up with the different uh, makers and, and uh, you know, what, what, what inspired you to go down that road? Part of pipe making is it's, it is an art form just because it's so technical. And when you see something, you know, uh, pretty, you, have to, you know, especially like on Instagram, you have to follow that and see what else they're doing. But through that, you see, you know, who they're friends with. So it's that camaraderie of, you know, even though we're in different countries, you know, hey, this person knows this person and you see, you see who they're following, you see who they're liking and hey, this, this where'd you get, where, you know, where did you get that pipe? Oh, I got it from so-and-so from the Netherlands. And you're like, oh, okay, let me, let me follow this person. And you see their work and uh, it just kind of the rabbit hole of, uh, of, of pipe collecting many people know what i'm talking about because they've been stuck down that same rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> does your wife know how much you spend on all these pipes <laughs> uh, she, she does regret, regretfully <laughs> to, her own, to her own dismay <laughs> that's great Oh man, no, it's really good. You have an impressive collection. I, you know, I want to get back to you know the, um, you know the the carvers that you've uh, kind of set aside for us. But do, any idea how many pipes you have in your in your current uh, collection? Uh, I'm close to sixty. Which to some people, wow, that's that's amazing. And to some people, it's like that that's nothing. <laughs> so it's all depending <laughs> on on who you talk to. Which I'm not ashamed of my collection. I love my collection. There's a reason I collect what I collect. <laughs> Yeah, you um, 60 pipes, I will say, but knowing the you do have a few, you know, uh, uh, like uh, handsomely modified uh, corn cobs and, you know, there, there's a few less expensive pipes in there, but th- these are not 60 drugstore pipes, you know, I mean, you, yeah, you, no. you know, typically <laughs> not, most, yeah, most not, of what I'm, you've got is is a uh, high end artisan pipes and, uh, you know, stuff from, uh, you know, real well-respected uh, carving houses and things like that. So do you have a favorite? Uh I I don't amongst all my all my children as I call them I did not have a I did not have a favorite uh there's some really good smokers in that bunch and it's kind of hard to pick which one I like which one you know I if I didn't like it I'd, I'd I'd get rid of it to be honest I have a Costello poker that's one of my go-tos I have a, a Stanwell billiard that's actually a birthier billiard that I picked up that's a really great smoker and 
and I have an apple, uh, Ben Apple from uh, Kim Jong Wook that just smokes amazing. And those are probably some of my like top three, but yeah, I don't have like an absolute favorite. Oh, that's great, man. Well, we just want to get kind of a perspective on, on your, uh, your personal taste. So that's good. Hey, uh, let's do the last one. This is someone who's been brought up on the show before, but I really think this is someone we should definitely be watching. Rose Pipes, Rose Pipe Company. I think this is definitely someone we should be watching. He started making pipes in 2017. He's from uh, St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada. He's very active on the Instagram and he goes for a classic English style shapes. He's really known for his stem work. This, this is what I love about him is that you can have really funky colors, but you can also have very like standard classical, uh, you know, black ebonite coming out of his workshop he's known for his bing's favorite his uh swan which is a a bent billiard with a, the neck going in that let swan direction it's copying a dunhill lc very popular shape but he does his it's own very tool. graceful shape yeah very, it's very uh, graceful shape man, yeah, it sure. is beautiful that swan is very elegant yeah he also does a very beautiful bent bulldog uh lavats a cauldron shape and he does his even uh, his rose shape, which is uh, very floral. This is just someone who's very talented and someone who's growing. And he started working with Michael Parks of Canada um, is starting to you know show him some things. And uh, this is someone who's just growing exponentially and someone I think we should be watching. And, and if you can tame one of his pieces uh, recently, he's gotten into sandblasting, which, again, I'm a sucker for. And watching him grow in his sandblasting skills, it's like, okay, this is good stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's got he's got one. I don't know what the name of it is, but it's like a it, it's it's a larger bowl with kind of a ring around around the shank that has like a wolf that's like growling at you. So it's almost yeah. like Game of Thrones esque. Yeah, again, that's part of the you know he does classic shapes, but also someone is not afraid to push boundaries and do stuff that is funky to do stuff that is, um, the, the, the strays off the beaten path, you know? Uh, and I think that was part of like, uh, he does ever so often he'll do some Halloween themed pipes and, uh, yeah, I know exactly which one you're talking about with the werewolf, uh, yeah. silver on it. It's very pretty. Yeah. I, I'm really, really drawn in by, um, by the actual rose pipes that he makes courses, you know, play off his, his own name, uh, uh, Rose Pipe Company, and um, man, they're they're just very beautiful, almost you know rosebud or tulip look to it. That's just very, uh, very elegant and well done. Um, uh, looking at one that he posted on his uh, Facebook page a while back, and uh, with a, just a neon green stem, and yeah. um, man, just uh, this very elegant uh, sandblast that's just deep enough to to remove. Uh, some material to to you know really show off a nice uh, ring grain there, uh, but those uh, those rose petals are just delicate and and beautiful and uh, man it, it just looks like something you want to hold even if you don't smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about carvers like this is that you really do see the the art take shape in whole new different ways, um, and I think there's a universal appreciation for the pipe and kind of just the, the visual and the texture, you know, again, like you said, even if you don't necessarily smoke it, like it's going to, that's going to speak to people. Like when they kind of go, if you look through uh, some of his works, it's not just the pipe community that, that'll get excited about this. Of course the pipe community will, but there's, there's a statement being made here. And I think that's really awesome. Incredible yeah. works here from Rose, 
That's great. I, I, I do have to say, Quinn, just sorry to butt in, but I, I didn't know you're going to uh, mention Nate today. And of course, I've gotten to be, you know, a little uh, close with Nate, just as we've gotten to know each other over the past uh, past couple of years in the pipe industry. And he is going to freak out that you mentioned him on, uh, on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't he, wait for him to listen. He, he definitely will. We'll get, we'll get a message as soon as it goes up and he listens. We'll, we'll get a, Nate's we'll get a, a good guy, a, man. I, shoot I a flare y'all, up. <laughs> y'all definitely shoot a flare up from, uh, from Ontario up there. But yeah. Y'all, y'all be sure to follow Nate. <laughs> where did he get that werewolf? All right. When y'all talk to him, ask him about where he got that werewolf ring. Was that like commissioned for this pipe or did that come from somewhere because that's just such a unique i don't know i've just never seen that before and uh i think it uh, how stark would be pleased <laughs> <laughs> all right good deal well man all right so these are three different pipe carvers to definitely keep your eye on uh, and honestly you know as we kind of peruse all of the different amazing things that are happening right now it's exciting to see one of the things we love about this show is that we love to kind of like focus in on like you know, where, where there's innovation being done, where the excitement in the industry is, where there's, there's positivity, where there's, you know, a lot of joy in, in the art form. And uh, it's, it's exciting, not just to uh, see, see that happen, but also see that ha- happen spread out around the world. We had kind of a little globe trot in here, uh, globe, globe trot in here as uh, we went from uh, Japan to Canada and, uh, and to Italy as well. So uh, man, Quint, thanks for educating us and, uh, and, and shining the spotlight on some pretty amazing carvers. Thank you for having me. Thank you for letting me talk about something I'm very passionate about. And I'm, you know, I, I don't know everything. I'm, I'm a student of the craft and, you know, that's a part of, uh, you know, I'll take on some of that intern title because I am learning a lot about tobacco and blending and the ins and out of the industry and watching people uh, grow as pipe makers and watching some of the who've been in here longer than I've been smoking, you know, make pipes and watching them grow as well. It's, it's, it's incredible that we get to be a part of this. Right on, man. That's awesome. If you want to, also, you mentioned uh, uh, some of the tobacco blending and stuff. Do you uh, you want to uh, maybe uh, just briefly mention something that may come out soon that you uh, you might have been working on in the kitchen at the Country Squire? Yes, yeah, I'll uh, definitely mention that. I love Vir- Virginia Periques. Uh, so uh, recently, I've been getting in the kitchen, blending, uh, experimenting trying, failing, coming back to the drawing board. And uh, got one we're working on that uh, we feel confident will release very soon uh, called Lafleur's Bluff. Yes, a very uh, homage to Jackson, but it's a Virginia Perique. It's a, it's a good blend uh, that we've worked on. So. Well, that's and exciting. More, well, more coming out about that soon. Yep. That's, yes. that's awesome. We got an exclusive here this week on Country Square Radio. Man, I, I got to ask, Quinn, I know you said that uh, obviously with keeping up with Everything that's going on in the pipe world, uh, Instagram is kind of a, a go-to place for you. Can uh, do you mind uh, sharing where folks can follow you on Instagram? Yeah, you can find me on the magnolia.piper on Instagram. Just uh, look me up there. You'll find me. All right. Is it magnolia.piper or the magnolia.piper? No, yeah, it's just magnolia.piper. Awesome. Yeah, Quinn does a really good job curating his um, and Instagram presence and um, just showing off a lot of his collection and, uh, you know, when he's blending pipe tobacco through the day and, and all that kind of stuff. So y'all be sure to follow him. All right. So I'm going to put you on the spot, Quinn, because I know with all of your, uh, your vast pipe collection and your vast appreciation for the craft somewhere in there, you've got to have a favorite of the, our friends from Missouri Meerschaum. <laughs> Hell yeah. Missouri Meerschaum. <laughs> uh, probably my favorite is the Marcus. Very beautiful uh, Dublin style pipe, just very beautiful. 
Man, the Marcus Mini Dublin. Man, that's not one that we've referenced all that uh, that much on Country Square Radio. So I'm glad that you brought this one up. It's a beautiful little pipe, kind of a mini Dublin shape, hardwood bottom, uh, stained. Uh, what do you actually do? You have it stained, or do you have it kind of the the uh, the what do you call it? The natural form, more natural finish. No, it's uh, it's stained. Yeah, gorgeous little pipe. So uh, yeah, uh, get yourself a Marcus Corn Cob from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Going to corncobpipe.com. And hey, if you've got a Marcus, be sure to enjoy it this week. Take yourself a picture doing it. Tweet it out. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Oh, man, I love to talk with Quinn. Yeah, wasn't it great? Yeah, no, Quinn is uh, just such a good spirit. He uh, is uh, such a student of the craft. He, he really uh, enjoys it. It's been so much fun watching him as he's been at the Squire discover every day, really, that, you know, he is getting to marry his profession, his career uh, with one of his greatest, uh, greatest joys in life. And it's, uh, boy, you know, we all wish we could, uh, could do that. And he's, uh, he's, he's gotten to do it and, and really uh, takes a lot of passion and, you know, keeping up with these artisans and and things like that so um man really proud of him really thankful to have him on and uh man can't wait to have him back and you better be careful you said you said marry his passion marry his career i'm like you know with as much money as he spends on pipes his wife has already listened to this show looking I know. For- <laughs> 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 we, 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 you got to set this man up for success here that's right no that, that's right that's right we, we this is for the long term yeah as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week this week, man, is coming in from Rusty Johnson, uh, which is an awesome name, by the way. Yeah. Rusty says, hey, JD and Bo, I'm still a rookie pipe smoker, but have invested my children's college fund in exploring the different branches of the tobacco tree. (laughs) 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 Oh, speaking of other folks in the doghouse, through the pathway of EMP... Early morning pipe. Early morning pipe, Chelsea morning, Presbyterian. I have found that I mostly enjoy English blends. Yeah. Uh, my question is on trying to differentiate between Latakia and Orientals in Englishes. If hmm. my top three right now are GLP's Quiet Nights, Black House 10th Anniversary, and Presbyterian, uh, my real first love, does that mean I enjoy Orientals more than straight English, which I would qualify as Latakia? I enjoy the three above more than Plum Pudding, Westminster, or Chelsea Morning. 
though I still like them very much. Am I on the right track on flavors and terms, or should I just start over and try again? Thank you so much for all you two do for us new folks in the hobby, and and thanks, veterans, for making room for us. And again, that is from Rusty Johnson. Man, Rusty, thanks uh, thanks so much for writing in. I, <laughs> I just um, mean, love the fact that your name is Rusty Johnson. Um, so... <laughs> So we have, um, yeah. I mean, I, I think this is a great, uh, a great question. So you've got, uh, you know, in one camp, the the blends like Quiet Nights and uh, you know Presbyterian mixture, and that you're kind of, uh, you know, leaning more in that direction. And then, and then you're kind of, you know, saying you identify with those more maybe than the the darker, uh, deeper aspects of uh, Plum Pudding and Westminster, which is uh, great. Of course, all these are just fantastic tobaccos that you're, um, you know, mentioning a couple of. Uh, GLP blends and uh, some Seattle Pipe Club stuff, and of course, you know Presbyterian mixture, which is uh, uh, certainly one of the uh, better known uh, tobaccos in in the world, and and has been for uh, about a hundred years now. But yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like you are kind of leaning into those Orientals more. Uh, Latakia is very distinctive. I mean, and, and this is why I do recommend if you get your uh, a chance to, you know, you really need to to experience some Latakia and some Orientals uh, in their in their virgin sense. I mean that that component, that ability to smoke it by itself, not blended with anything, even if it's just a tiny pinch, just so you know kind of what you're experiencing. Um, I think that's a good idea. I, I think that's uh, you know Quinn mentioned the the Marcus uh, corn cob pipe. It might be a good idea to get a, a Marcus or a, a a different you know corn cob that has a smaller bowl and just try a little bit of Latakia and some of these uh, Orientals uh, in order to to really understand that. But that that Latakia is going to have that leathery, more pungent, um, you know, smoldery flavor that a lot of folks think of as uh, peaty or oaky. Uh, it's a very oily tobacco, you know, and then and then your Orientals are, are very different. Uh, they, uh, of course, Latakia started as an Oriental. The Shekel Bent uh, plant, uh, of course, is, you know, uh, treated in a way that it becomes Latakia, but uh, but Orientals uh, in their own right, uh, as we kind of think of them as pipe smokers, are uh, are 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 different. You know, they're more floral, they're uh, lighter, they have this kind of uh, you know musty element sometimes to them, or uh, kind of a sour note that is uh, very pleasing. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think they both go in different directions, but it sounds like uh, the way you describe kind of your uh, the the way you're uh, preferring some of these blends over others is that you you might like oriental heavy blends uh you know blends that uh kind of feature that as a as a real element there so um keep it up man keep keep smoking keep uh trying to whittle down those little flavor notes work your uh country squire flavor wheel and uh man i think uh, i think you'll keep um learning as you go Excellent question. I love kind of diving into the palette there. And uh, Rusty, best of luck on your journey. Let us know if you've got any pipe questions along the way. And hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, be sure to send it into the show. That is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick fire with the Squire. Quick fire question. All right, man. Okay. Quick fire question. I know you love this, right? So I'm thinking, I'm thinking, <laughs> what is what's what's a good for John David? He loves weapons, man. He's like, like let's let's weapons. Let's that's that's yeah. interesting. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> I saw you glancing, and you were like, 
where is he going with this? I'm like, no, this, this is this is John David John <laughs> David stuff right here. All right, we we're 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 going weapons. We're going fictional weapons. Okay, okay, this is fun. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is cool. I like this. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. The One Ring, as in the One Ring of Power from, of course, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Or the the Infinity Gauntlet from the Adventure uh, Avengers. This is, of course, a Thanos, the Infinity Gauntlet, where you could snap and pretty much make anything happen. Oh, okay. Um. Hmm. Well, you know, I'm going to do something I've probably never done on this show before, and I'm going to I'm going to go with something that I am not familiar with, and and, and actually, the Infinity Gauntlet sounds sounds like a pretty good deal. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I couldn't pick one out in a lineup. Uh, uh, I, 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 you know, I, I just, I mean, I, I think it's well established my ignorance on, uh, all these, you know, comic book movies and, and everything else, but, um, all things Gumby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Gumby and, and, and everything. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the, the thing about the one ring, I love it, right? It's beautiful. It's part of, uh, um, you know, uh, of course we all love Tolkien and obsess over that, but you put it on and it, it kind of kind of makes you crazy and you know you kind of get yeah. this uh uh you know stabby uh, feeling in your chest and <laughs> it's just uh I, I don't know i i i i don't think i'd like to it would just sit on my mantle i think i don't think i'd ever use it <laughs> well so that's the thing so the one ring does make you go evil but the infinity gauntlet will probably kill you so you went with infinity gauntlet okay oh, I'm, I'm, okay I'm, <laughs> well there, there you go the more you know <laughs> uh yeah no i, I Honestly, you know, I mean, you know, sitting up there on the mantle, I'd probably go Infinity Gauntlet too. It's a, it's good looking. It's a, it's a, it's, it's quite a statement piece for your living room for sure. I don't need the one ring because we've got the Country Squire ring, and that's there you, know, you go. That, hey, I can that wear that exactly. one and not, you know, feel stabbed in the chest or, or uh, you know, have one of my best friends throw me into a volcano. So anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I'll give it time. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right, man. Next up, Excalibur or Kylo Ren's cross saber. Now that's Ooh. the that's the kind of the newer you know it's yeah, the red lightsaber with the cross section. To yeah, it. yeah, yeah. No, I um, I I don't know. I I'm gonna go with Excalibur. I, really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, right. If it were if it were like a normal lightsaber, I'd probably go with the lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I all right. I am a big fan of Kylo Ren's lightsaber. I think that thing looks awesome. And the thing is about lightsabers, man. Like you know, I've got Luke's uh in my office. Like I've got a, a replica. Of, yeah. Uh, you know, Luke's, uh, I guess Anakin's technically uh, lightsaber. And I've always loved Luke's from Return of the Jedi, which, you know, uh, doesn't get as much play, but man, Kylo Ren's cross saber, that is just a cool looking lightsaber hilt. And I mean, just, it's just an awesome saber that implies so much great lore that I do wish they had explored in the movies, but regardless, it just looks awesome. So no, I'm going to go I with mean, Kylo Ren. No, it looks, it looks cool. It's just, you know, it's not the OG. So, um, oh, no, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. All right. Star Trek phaser. Or 007's laser watch. Oh, remember 007's laser watch? Yeah, from, I forgot was that, that, that Moonraker thing. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with the phaser. I, I, I like. I'm a. I'm a Star Trek guy. I mean, I'm. I'm Ugh. a. I, <laughs> you're <an> audible <laughs> disgust on the other end of the mic. Um. Yeah. No. I. I, I like Star Trek. I've really enjoyed. Uh. You know, getting into it a little bit and and love it. I probably Star Wars is probably. Uh, more, um, you know, dear to my heart, but, uh, I've, I've really come to like Star Trek. So I'm going to go with the, with the phaser, uh, the watch. I, I love watches. I, I, I've always worn a watch. It'd be cool to have a laser watch. I'll, I'll go with the phaser. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I kid about the oof with the Star Trek, but the fact of the matter is during, <laughs> 
during the pandemic, we all did things that we're not proud of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I, right? did, uh, I did, in fact, do uh, do a, a rewatch of uh, uh, some of the Star Trek stuff. I still haven't actually watched the the Next Generation, but I watched I, I, oh, I watched a, I watched Voyager and I watched uh, Deep Space Nine. Yeah, and I got to tell you, Deep Space Nine is some legit storytelling. I mean, it's a drag there. Don't get me wrong. It's, yeah. a, it's a, <laughs> you gotta you gotta kind of drudge through some some long episodes. But, but I mean, like overall, like, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's terrible. But I mean, <laughs> well, no, like it's it's like it's when it's good, it's incredible. And when it's bad, yep. it is boring. But now, it is really it, good. You yeah. got to you got to you got to go the next generation. You, you really do have to go. That's okay. the yeah. that's the gold standard. I mean, that that is the gold standard of Star Trek. And, and I feel and, I feel and, like that's the one, though. I'm, I'm kind of trying not to go there because at least yeah. I can still kind of hate on it because I don't know. I haven't been through that experience See, that, yet. Let, my, like my parents let me enjoy never, my ignorance. It, yeah, that, you sound like my parents <laughs> that will never eat sushi, but they always rag right. on how terrible sushi is. It's like, well, you uh-huh. ever had it? And they're like, well, no, I'm not going to eat dead meat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So yeah, I mean, it, you can you can live in your ignorant little you know cocoon, uh, and and but or you can come out and enjoy the um you know uh, ridiculousness of of you know data reading uh reading poetry in front of a bunch of you know uh, goofy looking aliens and and uh, Diana Troy eating chocolate and all that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I will. <laughs> I, I I have no idea about any of that, but I will at some point. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I watch. It. All right, finally, the Midas touch or Medusa's eyes. Remind me what Medusa's eyes do. They turn into like a stone or something. Yeah. So as you recall, Medusa was the Gorgon in which. Uh, oh gosh, I am blanking. Is it? Uh, I cannot believe I'm blanking on the hero's name that um, cut her head off. Perseus. Perseus cut her head off. Mm. Right. Yeah. So he I, had to I go and. If I ever knew. Yeah. But so he had a shield that was so kind of clear that it was used as a mirror. And so he okay. was able to look through his mirror in order to see her oh. without uh, being turned to stone. And so, uh, yeah, so she could uh, she could turn people to stone. Now, I mean, like, it, I'm sure there's going to be some like hardcore mythology nerds that are like, well, actually, it was not her eyes, but actually the way that she looked just had that kind of effect <laughs> on people. But you know what? We're going we're going to make it a little bit more, a little bit more interesting here. And so we're going to say Medusa's eyes or Midas's touch. I'm going to go I, I'm going to go with uh, with Midas Midas's touch. I, you know, it. The the key here in both these cases is being able to turn it off, right? All right. You, yeah, you, yeah. you got to be able to turn it off, and so um, you know. But but if I had to pick, hey, yeah, give me the give me the gold touch. Okay, there you go. There there it is. All right. So uh, yeah, I guess uh, I would go with Medusa's eyes. Gold touch just comes with too many. <laughs> Too many problems. Too many problems. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, there it is. Quick fire <laughs> questions. If you've got some quick fire show, uh, questions for us, send them into the show. That show at countrysquareradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquareradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. man we got an itunes review in this week from okay piper okay piper writes in saying i love the show glad to be part of this community love listening to the show i recently made a trip to jackson and spent two days at the country squire enjoyed every minute of it great community and awesome people okay piper i gotta imagine okay here stands for oklahoma did you have somebody from oklahoma come in and crash at the squire we sure did yeah it was so cool uh you know anytime we get folks that uh, you know, are passing through. Um, you know, it's always really special. But um, but yeah, man. Okay, Piper, thanks for coming through. We really enjoyed uh, having you. It was a, a real treat. And uh, man, anytime you're in our dusty uh, little town, we'd love to love to host you again. Absolutely. And you know, a great thing to do is uh, writing those reviews too. So thank you so much for that. Okay, Piper. And hey, if you want to be okay 
like OK Piper, uh, head over to <laughs> head over to iTunes and write us a review. <laughs> it's a great way to help support the show, and it doesn't even cost you a dollar to do it. But if you got a few dollars that you're able to help support the show, head over to Patreon.com/slash/CountrySquireRadio, where you can join the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club, and we would love to have you there. Also, you can keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow John David at John David Cole or the shop at underscore Country Squire or the show at squire radio but all that information and more can be found at country well john david uh man quinn the intern making his uh, intern, csr man, yeah. debut look man uh earning his uh earning his stripes yeah coming on country squire radio and uh man doing a great job just kind of showcasing some of his you know expertise and enthusiasm about pipe carvers and um, yeah, man, he's he's a good guy. We're we're lucky to have him. Yeah, man, absolutely. Well, good. Uh, hoping to hear more from him in the future for sure. And uh, hey, until then, let's go have a day. See you, brother. fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.